Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to episode 106, 106. First date mistakes. First date mistakes. Well, I'm back in the dating game, so feels uh, fitting that I'm introducing this episode. And uh, I haven't really dated a lot. I only went on one date so far, but it was pretty awesome. And I certainly could feel the part, part of myself that wanted to make all the classic mistakes that I used to make on dates, which just means the saboteur is in charge. The protective mechanisms are in charge. And which is totally normal when we're out there dating and relating, it can be such a vulnerable, it is such a vulnerable thing to, especially going on a date with a stranger or going on a date with someone who you have feelings for. It is such a vulnerable thing. You're sitting in front of someone and just opening up and connecting and it can feel really scary. So hopefully this episode will help you feel more excited about going on first dates and empowered and uh, let it be a playful, fun thing because it can be, even if it's not the right person sitting in front of you who's an aligned partner or an aligned friend, you can still have a good experience. So yeah, I'm excited to dive into this one. I'm super pumped <laughs> about this one. And of course, if you are setting intentions after listening to last week's new year episode on calling in your partner and love this year. January is actually known as like the highest number of people online dating <laughs> right now it is Ooh. January of every year. And what I think, I mean, we had this conversation, what sparked talking about this was how we often watch women try to be perfect on first dates and what prevents the relaxed, playful, open-hearted energy really is the perfectionism is the trying to say the right thing and do the right thing and put a performance on. But what I, where I want to start actually is the first mistake that women make is not vetting people. Mm. Like you want to stop going on bad dates. Why are you going on a date with someone you haven't had a phone call with? first. Mm. Why are you going on a date with someone who's been lame as fuck on the app, but you think you, you think more dates is better. And I promise you more dates is not the answer. It's actually getting really, really, really clear on what you want and who you are and only spending your precious and valuable time with people who've actually brought their energy and attention and engagement to you. So one of the first things I always suggest to clients is First, actually engage on the app, have a conversation, like be playful on the app right out of the gate and vulnerable. And then it is not a big deal to say, 
Hey, I like having a phone call before I meet anyone in person. What do you think about that? And someone who ignores that bye. right. Mm-hmm. Someone who's not willing to have a phone call bye. And guess what? You can have a phone call in your pajamas with your glass of wine or your tea. You don't have to get dressed up. You don't have to drive across town and, and hope and pray that you're about to go on a good date. You have a phone call to see Do I like the sound of this person's voice? Can we carry on a conversation? Doesn't have to be a five hour phone call, but 20 to 30 minutes of just feeling their energy. So you can say, okay, I'm willing to take the chance now and meet this person and, you know, for a first date. So that's the first mistake I want to offer, not vetting people. Yes. And I want to add to that. Okay. So you can do a phone call. That's a big step and turn up the volume, do a FaceTime. Because if you do a FaceTime and you can do, if you don't have an iPhone, you can do FaceTime on WhatsApp, on Facebook. There's lots of different mediums to be able to do FaceTime or even Zoom. But then, you know, and that can feel vulnerable, but it's like one step you've already taken. Like it, 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 FaceTime is like taking three steps. You know, you've had interesting text conversation that feels good in your body. And remember, that's something we're going to remind you to anchor into over and over and over again is as I'm talking to this person, instead of being like, what should I say to sound cool? What should I say to sound intriguing? I, I even caught myself when I first set up the Bumble account with Tax with my friend Taxo in Athens. I was like, oh, this guy said this, what should I say? And then I was like, just kidding, don't answer that. Wait, that's my ego. That's my saboteur trying to say the right thing as opposed to just say the thing that feels authentic to me. So notice where it's coming from within you. Start with the chatting over text on the app. See how it feels in your body to have conversation with this person. If it feels good, then you move it to a phone call. Like he asks you on a date, great. Or she asks you on a date, great. Say, I'd love to hop on the phone. And I would take it to the next level. I'd love to have a FaceTime and chat for like 15 minutes just to get to know each other and see how it feels to decide if we want to invest in going on a date. If they're not open, like you said, that's a flag, right? Because a person who's really invested will be open. They'll make time. They'll make space. They'll Even if it's next week, they'll make space. They'll show up. And so it's good information if they don't. So go on the FaceTime date. Then you get to feel, like you said, the quality of someone's voice matters. And I had this experience. It's so fun because I'm like deep in the studies of this right now. And the sound of someone's voice matters. The tone, I had this really good looking guy on Bumble who's like wanted to immediately go to Instagram because I was heading, I was leaving Athens and going to Costa Rica and he knew I was coming back to Athens. So he wanted to keep engaging really lovely guy. But I heard this, uh, the sound of his voice when we audio message and it something fell off in my body. It just didn't feel right. So I stopped engaging. Like you get to actually choose how it feels and those things matter. And it's not like I was, I was judging his voice from my mind. It wasn't anything wrong with him. Just something felt like, Ooh, I don't trust this voice. Something felt, it's not even, it just felt off. I didn't even have a script for why, a reason why it just something fell off. And I'm so committed to trusting that feeling. Mm. Every woman I know, every woman I've ever worked with has this feeling, even if you're not used to following it, we all have those gut instincts. We all have those spidey senses, our intuition, our inner guidance is always talking to us, but most of us are just not used to following it and listening to it. So I love this. This is like the preliminary dating because our time is so precious. And the last thing you want to do is think a guy's amazing because he has nice photos and he's said some nice things on text. And we're going to be having a man on here very soon and in a few weeks um, to talk about dating from a man's perspective. 
a good friend of mine, the one from Athens who helped me put together that, that Bumble account. But it's, it, it, it matters. Like all these things matter because your time is so precious. So why bother making all this meaning of someone? And then you meet them in person and they look nothing like their photos or they, they're not at all like how they communicated online or they're nothing what you thought they would be. And then you just wasted the time. Like you said, not just the hour that you sat at coffee, but the time it took to get ready, to drive there, to do all these things. So I love that we're starting here. Preliminary is everything. So refine, it just feels like you're like sifting through all the crap. So, and, or not, not even crap, the misaligned people so that you can actually show up on dates with people who you're aligned with. And maybe those people you show up on dates with, they'll be more aligned for other things, even if they're not a romantic alignment, maybe they'll be aligned, aligned as a friend or, you know, there's many things they could be aligned for. So. And the next mistake, and you, you commented on it. The next mistake is wanting to be chosen instead Mm -hmm. of being the chooser. And this was 100% my problem when I was dating. I put my attention on wanting him to like me, wanting him to ask me out again, hoping I was good enough for him. And, you know, now we're in the whole mission of the freaking podcast. Like that is the old paradigm of how women operate in the world around love. And stepping into the new paradigm is first valuing yourself. And when you value yourself, you value your time and you value who you spend your time with. So that's what fuels being able to vet online dating. And if you haven't already listened to our how to stop wasting time on the wrong men, please go listen to that episode. It's a very good one. But the next step is I'm choosing. I'm choosing too, right? Like it is a mutual choice. It's not, I'm a princess hoping to be picked or I'm a teenager hoping to be picked for the cool kids team, which so many people operate in. And for all of my avoidantly attached people where no one's good enough for you, I get that you know that you're choosing, but you probably are choosing from really insane and ridiculous parameters, like how tall he is and what he looks like, rather than how he actually shows up for you and how he's treating you because a relationship is alive. So, okay, I'm going to say another mistake. The next mistake is not act being a partner right away, actually, like not engaging like an active participant that it takes two people to make a relationship work. I'm so sick of this feminine energy movement we've got going on right now, which actually sets women up to do absolutely nothing. Leaning back and dating does not mean do nothing. Being in your feminine energy does not mean you do nothing and just sit there and the male partner does all the work. Being an active participant means I recognize that this is my life too. This is the kind of date that I want to go on too. So another mistake is not actually speaking up around things, right? You don't have to go on a date you don't want to go on. You don't have to go to the movie if you don't want to see the movie. You don't have to go to a restaurant for sushi when you don't eat fucking sushi. Like you can say, thank you so much. That's a great idea. And actually I don't like that food or that's not my preference or my preference is to have coffee first, right? Like being an advocate for yourself, which is all self-confidence and self-value, which is what Kate and I help all of our clients cultivate. That's at the core. So be, you are choosing and start acting like an active participant in your love life, rather than waiting on the sidelines, hoping to be picked, right? It's 
Does this person align with me? I mean, all the things you just said too. How do I feel when I'm around this person? Are we aligned? And also it's a first date. So yeah. guess what? The other mistake is I'm just on a roll here <laughs> is putting a shit ton of pressure on one freaking date. The first date is like a meeting. It's literally, don't even call it a date. Actually stop calling a first date, a date. It's a meeting. I don't know. Hey, let's see who we are. Let's see if I even want to date this person. Cause that's a huge mistake. All this freaking pressure. Is he the one? Is he going to ask me out again? Am I meeting the love of my life today? Uh, is it going to go really well? My first, I've talked about this a million times. My first date with Andrew was a nice date. And I left the date being like, meh, that was fun. I was all hopped up in, 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 uh, excitement about a guy that I went out with the night before actually, <laughs> and I was way more excited about that guy. And I was relaxed. Like the best place to be in dating is relaxed, right? Unattached and relaxed. Okay. Yeah. So I'm sure you have a million things to say now. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say the, the one you were talking about, that's, that's, um, you know, it's the shapeshifter that's showing up on dates and being like, okay, yeah, we'll go for sushi. Even though I don't like sushi, you're not speaking up, not standing your ground. It's like everything, everything you just talked about, every single mistake. It's like, I said this in a couple episodes ago, but it, it's the setup in the beginning. When you're dating, however you're contorting yourself in the beginning, whether you're trying to be perfect or you're in fantasy about the future, which is that's another mistake, like being in the future rather than just letting the dates organically unfold. And cut the reason it works so well with Andrew is because you weren't in fantasy about the future. You were just in the experience. And he asked you out again. You probably checked in with yourself. It felt like a yes. So you signed up for another one and so on. And so it organically unfolded rather than you being in fantasy about this guy in front of you and how he's everything you ever wanted him to be. That is a massive mistake. But all of these are, it's not your fault. We're using the term mistake, which might sound a little bit harsh, but it's like our, it's just our protective mechanisms because of our conditioning around the old paradigm. So how you empower yourself around love is you stop letting your saboteur lead and your inner child lead and you stop acting from the old paradigm of fantasy, fairy tale, disempowered love that's the setup to feel shitty later. It's the setup to be in a yes. marriage, even with someone you deeply love and feel totally empty inside. It's a setup. And so you get to do dating from such an empowered place when you're anchored and rooted in yourself going on these dates. So I think about me going on my first date with Jeff, which would have been seven years ago. And I was pretty rooted in myself back then, but obviously a lot more now. I had my saboteur show up in little ways. I remember I spent three hours looking for an outfit and I'd met him at my cousin's wedding and he'd asked me out. We were away at a weekend wedding and he asked me out, um, to go out like the day after we got home and I didn't even like it. Like I didn't even like him. I wasn't in fantasy about him at all. And yet still my saboteur was like, you have to wear the perfect thing. And I spent hours shopping, mm -hmm. couldn't find anything. Cause I was trying so hard to find something and it just kept feeling worse and worse. And then went on the date and like on the date kept questioning. I noticed my saboteur being like, oh, you shouldn't have said that thing. I was probably not going to like you, even though I didn't even, I wasn't even invested. Just like you and Andrew was like, Meh. like we'll see where this goes and it ended up being an amazing relationship and exactly what I needed for the past seven years and but but my saboteur kept showing up in all of these ways and it was so cool to have the experience of going on that date in Athens and I had been in Greece for six weeks I was so rooted in myself 
I was so happy. My heart was so open. I was in such a good <laughs> feeling state, which is like ultimately the best state you want to be in yes. go on a date. Like don't go on a date depleted, looking for the person to make you happy, looking for them to give you something, you know, wanting to be rescued, wanting to feel better, like go on a date, feeling good, feeling anchored, feeling grounded and rooted in yourself. And if you don't, if you're exhausted or having a horrible week, maybe put it off or just show up and be vulnerable. Like it doesn't, it, I'm not saying this because you need to show up on the date being perfect. But I was able to show up on this date because I was so anchored in myself and it was my first date I'd been on in seven years. And yet I was able to show up from a place of being so rooted in myself that I didn't care what he thought. I cared about him. I thought he was, he was so sweet and I'd known him for six weeks and, and it was just like, we just had really sweet conversation. It was easy. It was flirtatious. He was very complimentary and it was this like this beautiful exchange and I felt really confident because I was just being myself and I was being honest and I was being vulnerable. And I, I was just sharing all of who I am. I wasn't hiding. I wasn't trying to be perfect. I spent, you know, 15 minutes getting ready, not five hours. I didn't worry about what I was wearing. Like I just, I just was mm. me. And let me tell you, like, this will benefit you so deeply because you will feel so much better on the date when you're just yes. you. When you're coming from that other that different place within yourself, and if you don't know this place, start working with me or Catherine, or like go on a journey of getting to know your own soul and learning how to anchor into yourself because everything in life feels so much better from this place. When you know how to just walk into a room and be yourself and not feel like you have to contort yourself at work in order to get a promotion, you have to be perfect in order to be liked by your boyfriend's family, or what like how often are we? contorting ourselves to try and get liked, but actually the people who are aligned with us are going to like us for who we are, not for the contorted version of ourselves. That's how we attract the wrong people. Correct. Correct. And I love, I mean, at the end of the day, the old paradigm is the culture we are, we have around love and relationships and mostly in North America, because other places of the world do not do this, but the energy, which is why it's such a big deal for a woman to reclaim her heart and her soul, because the world has a whole agenda on who women should be, right? Yeah. The performance, the proving, the people pleasing, good girl, and the perfectionism. And it's yes, what, what will get you in trouble? I'm sure so many women can relate to what you just shared about, you know, spending so much time on outfits. You know, the, the secret to a great first date is to stop trying so hard, mm -hmm. right? Like the, the, and it's not easy to just be yourself if you don't know who you are, exactly. right? It's not easy to be yourself if you have not done any healing work. So chances are you're probably codependent and you're behaving from the old paradigm and you're trying to do the right thing and say the right thing and be the cool girl and be liked. And the amount, I mean, every woman I've ever worked with has been making all of these mistakes before they learn how to date from a mature place. Right. Mm -hmm. And maturity actually is taking responsibility for your energy. You know, I, it's the end of, at the end of the year last year, I worked with so many couples who like the codependency is I'm reacting to my partner's energy instead of taking responsibility for my own. 
right? Oh, I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not, oh, I stopped working out and doing the things that I was doing at the beginning of the relationship, or I have all of these needs that I'm expecting my partner to meet rather than meeting them myself. And it's not being inauthentic to put your best self forward in the beginning of a relationship, because let's try this on for a second. Now let's imagine you're on a date with someone. They walk into the date, they're all frazzled, they clearly look like they haven't taken care of themselves in a week. And they, they sit down and they say, oh my God, I've been so busy today. I haven't eaten anything and I'm, I'm overwhelmed. And, and I just knew I had to like show up for the date. Are you interested in now talking to this person? Like probably not, right? And sharing your, so here's another first date mistake, sharing your entire life story on a first date. <laughs> that, that's a big mistake. Leading with your wounding on a first date. That's a mistake. Imagine leading with present day. Who are you right now and where are you headed? And hopefully you know the answer to that question before you're dating rather than hoping you hop on and you say this all the time, right? Hopping on someone else's train or getting into the car with the guy driving rather than you driving your own life. But one of the core things, I mean, you and I both, we offer rituals for our clients before going on a date and you don't have to, like, I think a lot of women waste a lot of time dating because they think more is better, right? They think the answer is being on more apps or going on more dates a week. Sorry, dating is actually not a numbers game, my friends. That's the biggest myth out there. Learning how to vet, learning how to be confident, learning how to actually look for a securely attached partner. And then most of all, what I'm deeply passionate about for this year and the women I want to work with are women who want to trust themselves because the next mistake is the second guessing. And second guessing is just a sign of not trusting yourself, right? Like the over analysis after the date, when you go home and you're going through every single thing that you said, that's a sign of not trusting yourself. That's a sign of not being grounded in your body. And it is a practice, right? Kate and I behave the way we behave today from hard earned healing work, right? Like I didn't come out of the gate like this, but the, the taking responsibility for energy around dating is this tool you need when you begin a relationship, right? Take, and no, most of the women I know live from deep self-neglect, right? Which is actually what codependency is. Codependency is chronic self-neglect. It's putting other people first. It's, it's taking on other people's feelings, feeling responsible for other people's feelings and not taking care of yourself. And you said it at the beginning, dating actually can be fun and life-giving and energy enhancing when you learn how to do it right. And there is a way to do it right, not from following rules, but from tremendous maturity and grace. Yes. Yeah. And I think that the piece about learning how to trust yourself is also like trusting life, trusting the universe, trusting. I, um, yes. I shared on my Instagram reel. I think it's being posted today, but my Instagram reel for 2021 about my biggest learning is like, I learned to dance with life this year mm. more than ever before and learn to really lean into trusting. If something doesn't work out, it's because it wasn't meant to and there's something greater coming. And that's been my experience over and over and over again. Sorry for the background noise. There's a scooter going by in Costa Rica. Um, but the, 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 even the hard times, even the really yes. challenging, heart-wrenching things, even when something I think is like really supposed to happen, it doesn't happen. Something more amazing and more aligned for me happens over and over and over again. Mm. So when you're dating, you know, going on a first date, 
trusting life, trusting the universe, trusting yourself and listening to that nudge inside, that feeling inside when something feels off, listening to that, when something feels good, listening to that, not making meaning of it, not making up a story about it. Just because yeah. you feel good around someone doesn't mean he's your life partner. Doesn't mean that, that you're meant to be together forever, or that you meant to even go on a second date. Like let yourself have spaciousness. And I love that you use the word grace to actually just have experiences. Like, what if you were to let go of the outcome? Cause okay. To me, that's the number one mistake. Yes. In, yes. We haven't talked about dating. that yet. Is results is being so attached to the result, which keeps you in your saboteur. Yes. It keeps you in the old paradigm and it stops you from this beautiful, trusting life, trusting the universe, mm. trusting the organic unfolding of what you're meant to experience. And guess what? When we don't trust, we perpetuate anxiety. When we do trust, we actually learn how to experience the magic of life. That's when we get to experience how freaking magic and divine life yes. is and what amazing things people, experiences, and opportunities are going to come your way when you trust. But when you don't trust, you perpetuate anxiety. You perpetuate fear. You perpetuate life being hard. And it's a struggle. And that those are the two options. Mm. So when you learn how to how to anchor into yourself, how to slow down. You can even set an intention before you go on the date, get out, get out a journal, mm. get out a pen, do some grounding, put on some, you know, meditation music, maybe sit still for a bit or do some movement and then start writing about what's your intention. How do you want to feel like, how do you want to show up? Who do you want to be on this date? And then show up as that woman, not for the other person, but for you. For you. I want to have fun. Catherine and I set intentions before every podcast recording. Today, we want to have fun. We want to be connected. We want to be powerful and potent. Like we're always setting intentions. So set some intentions of how you want to feel and who you want to be and show up as that woman mm. and let your presence be a gift to that person. Let your presence be a gift to that person. Even if you never see him again, just because he's seemingly an amazing guy, which you can't possibly know on a first date, but just because he seems really, really amazing. And maybe is the picture of what you think you're supposed to be with doesn't mean you're supposed to be with him. So let go of burn the checklist, burn yes. the idea of who you're supposed to be with, connect with how you want to feel and put your attention on yourself and show up as the woman mm. whose heart is whole, who's taking care of herself, who's connected to herself, who's been intentional, who's moving through the world slowly, who's allowing herself to just be nourished and fed by this experience, who's allowing herself to just have an experience with someone. Even if you like just laugh your head off or you have an awkward conversation and you speak to it, like, Hey, I'm noticing I'm feeling awkward right now. Like, how are you feeling? Yeah. You know, actually practice being vulnerable. Use it as an experience. We've talked about this before to practice. Like, dating is just relating. And the more you take the freaking pressure off, take the dating out of it and just think of it as relating, which we do all day, every day. Yes. And practice relating from your heart and being anchored in yourself when you're mm. relating and stop trying to find things. Cause like even the energetics of that feels horrible on the receiving end. You know how it feels when you go on a date and you can feel a guy's agenda and he's just looking for a girlfriend to fill a slot because he believes that that's what he needs. Maybe he just broke up with someone and he wants to make her jealous. So he's filling the spot and then you're on this date with him and he's putting all this pressure on you and it feels horrible. I used to ask women at my talks back at, back pre pre pandemic, when I used to do talks, I used to ask women like, have you ever been on a date like that? Where you, where a man is just like super in fantasy about you. you. He doesn't know you. You can feel in your gut. It's so off because 
be like, this person doesn't even know me. Like, why is he so into me? And it feels so awkward and you want to run for the hills. That's the energetics of being attached to a result. So fucking let go of the result. Life is supporting you. There is so much magic in store for you. And I say that over and over. I feel like my Instagram, that's all I post these days is like, because that's my life now. I just keep experiencing mm. magic, 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 because I'm trusting where life is taking me. It doesn't mean it doesn't, ex- it's not hard. It's hard in many moments, but I'm feeling the feelings whenever I'm challenged. And then I'm surrendering to the greater picture. I'm surrendering to life leading me where I'm meant to mm. be. And because of that, I get to experience so much magic and so many epic connections and so much confidence within and safety within and trust within because I'm trusting the, the process in life as opposed to thinking I'm in control because you're not. A freaking Ben. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, that's the final mistake being results oriented rather than growth oriented yeah. and use, you know, the new like measuring success, like people, and now we're back to old paradigm, right? Like, unless I have a boyfriend, I'm failing at dating, right? There is no success and failure, but the new parameters of things going well is, do I like who I'm being on these dates? Like, am I proud of how I'm showing up? And even if this person was not a match or we're not going out again, do I like what I did on the date? And are you coming home to self-reflection of yourself rather than always analyzing the other person or analyzing men or, okay, last mistake, (laughs) saying things like dating sucks, men sucks. There are no good men in my city just because things aren't working out for you. And no, we don't have control over life, but we do have control over ourselves. And that's what relational development work is it's learning how to take responsibility for yourself and your thoughts and your feelings and behavior so that you show up authentically, that you show up as a grown ass woman, which is what my work is about and not letting your past wounding and conditioning run the show. Cause here's the bad news. That's what's actually happening. I mean, I, I wish there was something on dating apps that were like, please check this box. If you are over 18 and, and in parentheses, like, and actually behave that way, <laughs> not just your numerical age, but actually behave like an adult. Cause most of the drama of online dating, all the mistakes are a result of immaturity, lack of boundaries, lack of confidence, and expecting other people to make you happy. So there's so many magical things in in what you just said. This was a jam packed episode and we would love to hear from you and look, you know, as you're listening, because this is also accountability. If you, if your inner critic or your saboteur now wants to make fun of you or take you down because you've been making all these mistakes, you also have a choice right now to say, no, I'm not going to do that. That's a habit to beat myself up. And wow, I'm so grateful that I listened to this episode and now I'm learning how to do things differently. Cause I think that stops women from ever asking for help around dating and relationship. Mm -hmm. The assumption that we should just know how to do it, or there's so much shame and insecurity that you're unwilling to just admit that maybe I don't actually know what the fuck I'm doing. And maybe I will ask for help around it. And maybe I've been dating for years and the things that I would like to have happen are not that's the spark into asking for help. There is no shame in asking for help. You're not just supposed to know how to do this. We receive no relationship education. And I'm a relationship coach who has a relationship coach and works with her husband with, an ex- I think, the best relationship coach on the planet, even though I'm one. 
she's in her sixties and you know, I'm really passionate this year. And I, this was my like letting go in 2021, the idea that things have to be really wrong and bad before you ask for help. Like the empowerment is, wow, I want to learn how to do things differently and be more effective Right. At the end of the day, there's effective dating and ineffective dating and effective relating and ineffective relating. And so Kate and I have also, we just shared, we've made all of these mistakes too. Um, and I was a freaking mess with dating, uh, for quite a while there before I asked for help. And so you can decide today that you'll be different and you'll show up differently and can forgive yourself for all of your behavior before right now. And today can be the day that everything changes. And that's, that's my wish for you for 2022. And you get to date, like it, your, your saboteur is going to be there. She's going to be there. And sometimes she's going to hijack. She's going to take the wheel and you're going to say the thing or you're going to do make all the mistakes that we just shared. This is not about being perfect either. Like this is, it's a lifelong journey and it's about like noticing, oh, okay. So I'm on this date, like, Ooh, I was a bit in fantasy. Okay. I, I mean, this has happened to me too. It happens, still does. Uh, we're always on the journey. So it's not about being perfect, but it's about being self-aware and taking responsibility for where you're coming from within yourself. And then using dating, like you said, growth, it's a, it's a tool to learn about yourself. So pay attention. And the last thing I'll say is when you're not attached to the result and you're following, you know, you're, you're committed to dating from this new paradigm and this place within yourself, you are the most mesmerizing woman in any room. Yes. You are absolutely the most attractive woman because you're, you're powerful and confident and inside of yourself. Like that is so rare. Most women show up on dates from fantasy addict, from shapeshifter, from controller, from all of these different parts of cell, of the protective mechanisms, as opposed to with their hearts open, their feet planted on the earth, connected to themselves, not attached to the result, and just there to have an experience and to learn and grow. That will have you stand out in any room. So yes, you don't need you don't need Botox, you don't need a new outfit. You just need to be yourself and be anchored in you when you're showing up. So. Sending you so much love. Have fun. To happy, fun dates in 2022. (laughs) Yes. And send us messages on our, uh, the New Truth Movement Facebook group. If you have any topics you want us to cover, we love hearing from you as always. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. For more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, You can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.